everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala. I know too much, just absolutely too much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And that is my burden to carry with me, as always, is my co-host. She is skeptical of all of this, uh, but, you know, four years going, she's kind of an expert at the Rock Hall, too. It's Kristen Stuttered. Hey, Kristen. Hello, Joe. Equally burdened. So we have one episode of voter calling in the books, and here we are beginning round two, as we call voters uh, who are filling out their ballots for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. As we left it last episode, I believe you were begrudgingly acknowledging that it's kind of exciting. Oh, gosh. Wow. Is that the <laughs> that's yeah. it, That's how we ended? Oh, uh-huh. wow. Uh, yeah. It, it Well, because the thing that I really do think is that it's, dare I say, anybody's game. At this point, it really doesn't feel like there's a ton of absolute foregone conclusions, especially with the Dalian bombshell. Yeah, I think last year we knew who was getting in and it was relatively obvious, but not so much this year or so we'll see, but let's, uh, let's go ahead and bring in our first caller. (laughs) Uh, Our first voter we're talking to someone who we first talked to last year around this time for the same reason, because he's got a dang ballot writer, author, Rob Tannenbaum. Hey, Rob. Hey, Joe and Kristen. So Rob, have you filled out your ballot yet? I haven't. I mean, I spent some time eliminating some names and there were a few that I knew right away I wanted to vote for. And then there were a few in the middle. And I thought I had finalized my five, except now I'm having some qualms about the fifth choice. So Ooh, okay. this is this is maybe perfect. maybe you guys can influence me, although please do not be a bad influence. We're, I think, across the board, a good influence on this. Time will tell, but all right. So is there anybody yeah, top who's, of the who's your number one just absolute straight to the top? You would put it in Sharpie right now. That's the New York Dolls. Mm-hmm. Uh, ah. And I know you guys have said before, I think I heard you say on, on one of the podcasts that they're not going to get in. Now, let me say at the, at the top of this that I'll try to explain a little bit about why I pick certain acts and pass over certain acts. Mm-hmm. But I think what you're going to discover is that there's absolutely no rhyme or reason. <laughs> and that it's, this has to be true for everyone who is a voter. What it comes down to is do you want to say yes or do you not want to say yes? And if you want to say yes, you can find reasons for that, right? Mm -hmm. They were influential. They were popular. They were long-lived. And if you don't, you'll say, well, they were long-lived and popular, but they sucked. (laughs) (laughs) If I don't like the music 98% of the time, I'm not going to vote for the band. There are exceptions. And in fact, we're going to get to one of them today. (laughs) Ooh, okay. So- I'm voting for the New York Dolls. Now, so one of my precepts is, one of my criteria is, do I think they made great music? And the Dolls did. Another of the criteria is, am I wasting my vote? Because Mm -hmm. I don't like wasting my vote. Mm -hmm. So for instance, I'm not going to vote for Rage Against the Machine because they're going to get in. If you take a look at the last three years, maybe even going back farther than that, the biggest rock band nominated gets in. However, I will also say that Rage Against the Machine has been on the ballot in the past few years. And that might make 
your theory a little murky because another statistic you can look at is the bands and artists that have not been on prior ballots tend to have the advantage. The newness factor tends to, you know, Mm. give them a little bit of shine. Let's just go back three years. In 2021, Foo Fighters got in. They're a bigger band than Rage. Mm -hmm. In 2020, Mm -hmm. Depeche Mode and Nine Inch Nails, they're bigger than Rage. 2019, The Cure, Def Leppard, you know, maybe even Radiohead is bigger than Rage. So I I think that this... You think there's no bigger band than Rage in the rock category this year? I mean, there's one that's sticking out to me that I would say almost definitely getting in this year that you could argue is bigger than Rage. Is it, I'm your turbo lover? It's not no. Priest? No, no way. It's not <laughs> Priest. Who on this no. list is bigger than Rage? Duran Duran. Yep. Oh, well, yeah. So See, that... I, I, I eliminated <laughs> Duran from this conversation because that might have been an automatic for me even before the New York Dolls. So yeah, Duran is one of my votes and, and the Dolls is one of my votes. Mm-hmm. Why am I wasting a vote on Duran if we're all pretty sure they're getting in? I don't know, because I want to. Well, it's interesting, though, that you're like, I'm not going to waste a vote on, <laughs> the on big Rage because they're in. probably getting in, yes. and they are very unlikely to get in this year. Whereas Duran Duran is kind Durand of what Durand you were describing. Is very likely to get in this year. Rage needs your vote. If you want Rage in, they need your vote. It's very still unlikely that they're going to get in this year, but if you were like, oh, who needs it more, it's Rage. In any previous podcast has... A guest proposed a bet. Literally, no. <laughs> or even figuratively. I don't know that yeah. bets have really come up that I can so, recall. So I'm going to bet that Rage gets in. Okay. And, it, if and I'm, I'm still right, not going to vote for it. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm right, I'm trying to think of what you guys have to do. You know, uh, I will say if you're right, and I don't know, this actually, <laughs> proposing this might be work for you but I would give an episode of the podcast over to you to do with it what you want. Second prize is I host two episodes of the podcast. (laughs) Um, Yeah, okay. And if I'm wrong, then what do I have to do? That's a good question. Yeah, I know. I'm like, do we go through and just talk about why all your favorite bands aren't in? Well, actually, both of my favorite bands now are in. Roxy Music and and Talking Heads. So you're voting for New York Dolls regardless. You bet that the rage is going to get in without your, without vote. your vote. I mean, I'm really curious. <laughs> this has gone That's... wild. And then, um, you know, Duran Duran, having never been on the ballot before, you're excited to finally get the chance to vote for them. And also you wrote a book about MTV. Like Duran Duran's maybe the most MTV band of all time. I'll admit this to you. They were incredibly gracious about the MTV book. Mm-hmm. There were far lesser bands, <laughs> Depeche Mode, who <laughs> didn't want to be interviewed. Mm-hmm. who wouldn't deign to speak about the network that made their career. And I appreciate that. Is that half of 1% of why I'm going to vote for Duran Duran? Maybe. I've interviewed them two times besides that, and they're lovely guys, and they're good sports, and they're good musicians. So yeah, I'm voting for Duran. I'm voting for the New York Dolls. The third vote for me in terms of easiest to hardest was Dionne Warwick. Excellent. Now, again, Am I wasting my vote? No, I would say she, she needs she's it. someone who could use your vote. We were really hoping that we could just like get her in on the excitement last year that she's someone we really rallied for very hard last year. And this year, yeah, she needs your vote. We're 
hopeful. I would say I'm less optimistic this year than I was last year. She's a bubble artist. Yeah. With enough votes, I think she could make her way to the sixth slot over the seventh. She's occupying that area. If we're not vigilant, she'll be eighth. Like we have to, you know, she's around there from what we can tell. Now, like Kristen said, the shine of being a first time nominee is lost. Also, she has made comments about her ambivalence, which doesn't help. But I'd like to think being the only black woman on the ballot, people are going to want to vote for her potentially more. I hope I certainly hope so. I think I I think it's a shame that she's the only black woman on the ballot. But here's the funny thing about her candidacy. And, you know, maybe this is an area where having older voters will help. But I think most people who are young don't know what an incredible singer she was. Anybody under the age of, uh, you know, I don't know, 40. Dionne Warwick is the that's what friends are for hack, as opposed to, you know, Burt Bacharach's greatest interpreter and the voice of, you know, what on some days I say is the greatest song of all time, Walk On By. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dionne Warwick's credentials are almost raucist in their excellence of craft. And I feel like if more people knew who she was or knew the scope of her career, that she would be an automatic in. Also, she's incredible on Twitter. All right. So Dion Warwick. Dion yep. Dolls. Duran. Duran. 3D. Triple Ds. Now it starts to get difficult. And okay, and this is where we, we come in and help. I would like to have more than five votes. Mm -hmm. And if I did, I might vote for as many as eight of these people, maybe 10. It's a it's strong a ballot. It's a pretty good ballot, yeah. yeah. The fourth vote really goes against my, my main principle here. Which is of... voting for artists with D. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my fourth vote is for Judas Priest. I am not particularly a Judas Priest fan, despite having sung Turbo Lover to you earlier <laughs> Just in, a few minutes ago. <laughs> in this episode. I wouldn't go to a Judas Priest concert. I don't think I own any Judas Priest albums, but do I think that they belong in the Rock Hall? Yeah. And even more than that, do I think the Rock Hall does a bad job of recognizing metal bands? Yes. It's not exactly an, an affirmative action vote, but it's it, it's a little it's a principled choice. It's a corrective vote. Yeah. To, yeah. to the extent that any one voter can correct mistakes that a larger body is making, right? Which is unlikely. I'm unlikely to be the deciding vote in any of this. So why am I even bother putting time into doing it? It's because it's fun. I agree with you with all of that, down to the fact that like I too am not necessarily a fan of, of Judas Priest or listen to their music at all, but heavy metal should be in the hall. And the fact that Judas Priest, a kind of a godfather of heavy metal, like if we don't get them in, then it's almost like it's blocking the road to continue to recognize that music. So they're yeah. very deserving. They've been waiting for a long time. And I think that's a good choice. Yeah, it's a good choice. It's a drop in the bucket, but you know, somebody's got to make that drop. Well, you know, Kristen, I was talking about this last episode that typically it is foolish to count out a band that fits a 
pure classic rock profile, which is one of the reasons why, you know, I'm hopeful for Pat Benatar this year. Really the only other band here that gets played with some frequency on classic rock radio is Judas Priest. Now they have done reportedly very poorly in years past, but you know, maybe the tide is turning. I, and I hope it is. Yeah. I I would love to see them uh, performing at this show. Look, I I think a lot of the voters can't tell Judas Priest from Iron Maiden. I don't know if I would vote for Iron Maiden. It would be a harder vote for me. Judas Priest is more of a pop band and I'm a pop guy. I'm a pop guy voting in what is often a rock-centered institution. And so in the past, whenever possible, it's sort of a tie goes to the runner situation. Whenever possible, I've tried to vote for women, anyone who's gay, and anyone who's a person of color, Mm -hmm. because those are the people I feel are are most likely to get slighted by the hall. In this case, you know, Judas Priest, they've got a singer who's gay, although I don't think, you know, he was in the closet for years, and I don't think that was ever a factor in their success or, or lack of success. They certainly weren't discriminated against because of it. But metal kind of fits in in that same category strangely but yeah yeah Yeah. all right so so okay number five number five five, i had six names on my short list one of them was dolly parton who i crossed out because she told people not to vote for her Mm -hmm. yep you gotta do what dolly says i guess some people will probably vote for her anyway which is Mm -hmm. great but it just, at that point, it felt to me like I was wasting a vote. Correct. Lionel Richie, do I think he should be in? Borderline. I like him, but there are people on this list I prefer. Same thing with Pat Benatar. Um, I mean, for, for me... Yeah, you wrote a book about MTV and you just talked about women in the hall. It's just interesting. That's an interesting, that's interesting to me. But yes, go ahead. That's just interesting. Okay. It does does give me pause, just personally. I told you at the start of this that I'm a hypocrite. I outed myself (laughs) as a hypocrite. Yeah, okay. And now you're accusing me of hypocrisy, Kristen. I mean, I, I, I am not making any accusations. I've just, I have been given pause. Well, maybe we should come back to Benatar. I don't yeah, know. I think, let's put I think pin, we maybe should. Let's, pin and Pat. Yeah. For the last slot, what it came down to for me was Devo, A Tribe Called Quest, or Fela Kuti. And I would happily vote for all of them if I could. I'm uh, one of the few American journalists who ever interviewed Fela. Happened to be in England when he was uh, performing there and interviewed him, went to see him perform at Glastonbury, one of the most amazing concerts I've ever seen in my life with the band uh, Egypt 80. And then they came and did a show maybe a year or two later in New York at a club called Pizza Gogo, which I saw. Every time you try to explain Fela to someone who isn't familiar with his music, what you end up doing is combining a bunch of archetypes, right? So he's not just the Bob Dylan of West Africa. He's the Bob Dylan and the Bruce Springsteen and the the Bob Marley. James Brown, yeah. Mm -hmm. An incredible musician. One thing that I wish were talked about more is that he's also a problematic person. Mm-hmm. Also true. Fella was married to several dozen different women. He also had AIDS, which he denied. Mm-hmm. How many of his wives did he infect with AIDS? How much could he have done for African countries during the AIDS crisis? 
if he had come out as someone who acknowledged that he had AIDS. Mm -hmm. There are also stories that he was abusive to some of his wives. I, I went to see the fella show on, on Broadway and none of this is, is ever mentioned. They don't uh, put that in the musical? There's no. not a big number, an AIDS denial number or anything? No. <laughs> uh, they they choreograph it. Okay, <laughs> I just, I mean, I'm curious, you know? I think it ends well before his death. That's my recollection. So, you know, with the acknowledgement, like I, I'm the one who wants to talk about Fela being problematic, but in spite of that, he was going to be my fifth vote. If you were to look at our sampling of the voters, we've talked like a lot of Fela's people got a very good chance who have voted for uh. Fela already. My thought would be, well, one that our sample, as we've discussed, yes. is not indicative of the voting body at large. You talk to dorks. You talk to huge, yes, huge dorks. You have no idea. But I would say, especially if you're in between Fela and some other artists, consider that you know he's not around to appreciate or enjoy this induction, whereas you could give your vote to somebody who is alive and could potentially appreciate it. Like a small woman who just absolutely rocks. I don't know. I just, <laughs> if I were thinking about it, it'd just be cool. Someone who's notoriously snubbed. You've also, you know, you mentioned tribe. I would advocate for, would for also, tribe as well. But I really, really would also encourage you if Benatar's yes, Pat, on she'd still be in the convo. your radar, I feel like she's getting really lost in this year's conversation. I was so optimistic that she was going to get in on her last ballot, so much so that I did say, if she doesn't get in, I'll quit the show. And yet here I am. You don't think that she's a singles artist? I don't care. Like Dionne Warwick is a singles artist, you know? Well, Dionne uh, Warwick is a singles artist from a singles era. I think she rocks. I think she has what you're looking for when you are trying to say who's an artist who embodies a spirit of rock and roll, especially that era of rock and roll. And to me, she just is such a no brainer and has so many hits. Pat is a yes. Also, you know, I very much am pro tribe and I'm like, if you wanted to swap out one of your other votes for tribe, I mean, I'd be like the likelihood of the dolls getting in this year, very low. You know, if you threw your vote behind tribe, I would make some swaps. Let me concede something about Bennett's art because uh, I just pulled up her singles discography mm -hmm. and off of memory or, or instinct, I would have said that her peak was four years, but mm, that's not true. Heartbreaker is 1979. Uh, you Better Run is 1980. Hit Me With Your Best Shot, Treat Me Right. All great songs in 1980. Fire and Ice, eh. but then Promises in the Dark, 81. Shadows in the Night, 82. Oof. Love is a Battlefield, 83. We Belong, 84. Invincible, 85. After that, Kristen, if you want me to sustain interest, I'm sorry, but it's probably not going to happen. No, you don't. But I think an imperial phase is just that. It is the yeah, time. It's quite a run. It's quite a run. It's you a just good run. Se 79 to 88. Yeah. But I'm still not going to vote for it. Ouch. Damn. We thought we were making progress. It was all really a ruse. <laughs> for me, the, I don't know, what is it? Buyer's remorse. The reason that I didn't finish my ballot and send it in 
was I started to feel bad about leaving Devo off. You know, also in my book, Bob and Jerry were both fantastic. Well, and when you say that your favorite bands are the Talking Heads and Roxy Music, I'm like, this guy's voting for Devo. Devo fits in there. I just was like, that's what's happening. I thought that was going to be your first thing. So, you know, I'm not surprised to hear. I was surprised that they weren't just an automatic for you. And then you wrote a book about MTV as well. But I guess, you know, you also have this quote unquote stance about trying to get more marginalized people in the <laughs> hall. That's that's something that you offered before we went <laughs> into this us. part. I didn't say, so what's your strategy? You said my go-to is I'm voting for marginalized people. I'm voting for women. I'm voting for <laughs> queer people. And I'm voting for people of color, Devo. Except uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing all those things except for when I don't. That's my rule. And you're like, so in this fifth slot, it could be Benatar, it could be Fella, it could be a tribe, but it's going to be Devo. Is that literally what you're telling us? It's not going to be the woman. It's not going to be the rap group. It's not going to be the African guy. Mm -hmm. It's going to be the rock group. I don't know. The funny thing about Devo is I I don't exactly love them. What's happening? doesn't exactly (laughs) love them. I cannot deal with this. I... You know what? When rage doesn't get in, I'm like, now you're going to have to come on and actually just, you'll have to just get on our show and apologize for your ballot. That's actually, you're going to have to apologize for not voting for Pat Benatar. And I'm going to, I'm going to make it go on. That's what's going to happen. So you can come on when rage doesn't get in. You're going to have to come on and explain to me how sorry you are that you didn't vote for Pat Benatar. I now have my bet. Okay. Yeah, I'll agree with that. You're saying that I'll have to apologize, but what you're describing is groveling, not apologizing. Great. Oh, I'm sorry. You'll also have to apologize and grovel for correcting me about the (laughs) definition of an apology. Uh, (laughs) You just used like kind of a synonym, a a verb synonym. I'm a freelance writer. I have years of experience in groveling. Great. It's, It's not at all difficult for me. We'll strap in. And also when Devo also doesn't get in. Yeah, <laughs> like, we can, we can, I would say that with a degree of certainty. So you guys think that Fela has a much better chance of getting in than Devo? Actually, I might Based say, yeah. Based on the people so far. I might say, yeah. I would I say, mean, you know, Fela- again, we're talking about a, a few artists. I think of the ones you're considering, I think Tribe is the one to throw your weight behind. That's what I wanted to ask. So rubber to the road, right? If, if I'm a guy who likes to make optimal, practical use of his votes. If the last spot is either Benatar, Devo, Fella, or Tribe, and I, Kristen, I know you're going to say Benatar, so I don't even try. <laughs> of the four, which has the best chance of getting in? I would actually say Benatar has the best chance of getting in. She could still use your vote. I also think Tribe, as a first-time nominee... Mm-hmm. as a critically beloved group, as a hip-hop group that people might be drawn towards, especially when the alternative is Eminem, they lack the name recognition that the boomers might know, but I think they are also going to be a bubble artist. You could also you know, sleep well knowing that you voted for the only group that has multiple people of color in it. I have not slept well in six years, and, and I don't <laughs> I'm think- I'm giving you a chance here. <laughs> This ballot isn't going to change that. (laughs) Okay, so who's your fifth slot going to? What are you doing here? 
Well, I don't know. And if I did know, I wouldn't tell you. Right. That's not true. I'm, I'm not sitting still for even more abuse than I've had already. <laughs> Why would I invite that? I honestly don't know. Listen, we would obviously, you know, that we would advocate for Pat Benatar. It's a good choice if you feel like you want to make a difference in terms of women getting into the hall. And then a tribe called Quest. And, and, and listen, both of these are, they were past talking about their merits. Obviously, the, yeah. the merits are there. And that Trap Called Quest, it's it's a good way to get multiple living, living. black men into the rock hall. Yeah. If you want to think about it strictly like that, especially when you are looking at a choice like this where you can't quite decide, those I think are useful things to look at. Okay, so you're not committing to who's going on your fifth slot here? No, I'm not. As I said, we, we're we here to help. If, if you choose to reject our help, I guess that's up to you, but... You've helped plenty. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't need any more of this kind of help. Mm. Um, I, no, honestly, I don't know who's going to be my fifth choice. But honestly, if I did know, I wouldn't tell you. Devastating. You'll text Joe, though, right? Or you'll email him when you've filled out your ballot. Or will we just have to see it on social media like everyone else? I actually thought about not posting it on social media this year. Yeah, I mean, clearly you you can't handle criticism. (laughs) (laughs) I can only dish it out. Damn. That's why I'm a writer, because editors never criticize any of the work I submit. I have a friend... A guy I play tennis with who's from Detroit. And every single year, he just, the MC5, saw them at the Grandy Ballroom, and they were the best band I ever saw. Just So I, I, if I post it, it will mostly be to troll him. I can get behind that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, is that going to do it, Rob? Duran Duran, Judas Priest, New York Dolls, Dionne Warwick, and Question Mark. Is that what yeah. we're uh, counting for your ballot here? I think so. I do have to reconsider now Rage Against the Machine. Do I have the courage of my conviction? Yeah. Uh, do I really believe that they're going to get in without me? Right now, I'd say yes, but I'll, you know, I, I got to sleep on that. Yeah, a lot's wow. riding now on it. Now Rage is going in for as a fifth possibility. <laughs> no. I mean, I, my mind cannot. Instead of Benatar, my top four will probably remain the same, and the fifth one will probably come down to Benatar, Fella, or Tribe. I know I said Devo was the one that, that gave me pause, but I think you guys have convinced me that that would be a wasted vote. And you've also convinced me to take Pat Benatar more seriously. And it's not as though this conversation had no effect on me. (laughs) Good. I I just don't know if you can close me yet. Mm -hmm. The the gist I get, Kristen obviously would like me to vote for Benatar. Joe, you would like Tribe? I mean, I thought you weren't doing Benatar, but if Solidarity did anything to sway you, I would throw my weight behind Benatar as well. If you choose not to do that, I think Tribe is a close second. I feel the same. Pat Benatar had a longer career than what I remember. So that's impressive and good for her. She just rocks. She's cool. I love her. And I just can't believe she's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. If they gave, all right, so let's, let's, let's do this. Now I know we're circling back, Joe. No, 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 no. Here's the question. If I had unlimited votes, how many people would I vote for? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. So everybody except four. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, it's a decent, it's a good ballot. It's a good, another That's thing. That's why this you is know, hard. 
And I'm thinking right now too, man, I would love it if Tribe got in. It would really mean so much. It would be so great. And I was just thinking like that would also just bode so well for the inevitable outcast induction, Mm -hmm. which like is a thing that I can't wait for. I'm so excited for that. Uh, I really would hope they would perform. I mean, here's another thing about Tribe. You get an opportunity to induct uh, more than one living Black person with one act that has not happened since 2016 with NWA. Sadly, and we've seen this, a lot of the people of color who've been inducted in recent years uh, have not been with us. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we got Tina last year and Jay-Z and that was, you know. Well, and this is why the Dion vote is also quite meaningful. Uh, well, we hope that you uh, take your, your fifth vote into serious consideration with what we had to say here. I'd like to believe that you will be shown the way, maybe through divine intervention, who, <laughs> to say what will be what in this case to, to Pat or tribe. No, but I mean, what, what would the intervention be? Yeah, uh, something I, I, taking over your hand while you're filling out the ballot and, and you know directing it to yeah, the yeah. It's like that painting square. of Jesus holding Trump's hand while signing legislation. Uh huh. Yes. Maybe a, a baby lamb walks into my office and says, "Pat Benatar." Yeah. Yeah. Could be. Could be. Maybe a Q-tip suddenly yeah. falls from your bathroom uh, <laughs> medicine cabinet. Who knows yeah. what the sign will be? Yeah. Um, well, but Rob, thank you for, for taking the time to talk to us. This was a, a fun conversation. Truly. Thank you for having me, guys. I always enjoy it. Later. Yes, thanks. Bye-bye. Okay, well, that was Rob Tannenbaum taking up the whole first half hour of the show. And our audience has no idea. It was, we talked to him for that three times was, as long. That was a triple length conversation. It's funny that you're saying with such certainty that that, that you've edited it down, it down to 30 I minutes. Believe, I believe I did. I have I faith would... in myself, but we'll see. But yeah, let's, uh, we have more people to talk to. So let's uh, take a break. And then when we come back, oh, the, the train keeps it rolling. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. Hope you guys had a nice break. Hope over your break, you took a long break, like <laughs> like a really long one. Uh, we're going to call more voters. Uh, excited to talk to this person again. We talked to her for the first time last year around the same time. And she's back with us, writer, author, Lena Dawes. Hey, Lena. Hey, how's it going? Good, good, good. We're happy that you've joined us. Where are you in your stage of voting? And is there anyone that you are, it doesn't matter what anyone says, you are definitely going to vote for them? Yes. This year, it seems like there's just one, and that is Judas Priest. I had a feeling you've written a book about metal. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I, I really think that in terms of their discography, I guess it's hard because in terms of the genre of heavy metal, especially from a North American perspective, I believe that Judas Priest is an extremely important band that should be acknowledged in North America. So this American, you know, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I just believe that, you know, they've really set kind of a template or foundation for a lot of American heavy metal bands since the 1970s. Um, So I do feel that their contributions are very important and they should be recognized. Now, I am a fan. And because I'm a fan, I'm musically, I've 
probably listen to every album they put out. Wow. Mm -hmm. So as a music journalist and an author, I can say critically, this is an incredible band. Rob Halford is, you know, for me, like one of the best heavy metal vocalists ever, mm -hmm. um, if not the best. Um, so I guess sub subjectively, I'm coming from being a longtime fan, but strategically and in terms of do they deserve this honor, mm -hmm. I definitely believe they do. Yeah, this is a good mix of yeah, objectivity and subjectivity a, for you, you know? Yeah, that's a good crossover. It's got all the things. You think they're worthy and very deserving, and you like them a lot. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, yeah we're never going to try to discourage a vote for Judas Priest from a fan and an expert. I think they're going to do better this round than they had in the past. I don't think they have as much direct competition. The clearing of the lane for them is really going to be helpful. You're coming in as a fan, but you're also coming in with a critical eye. And then we can also tell you that they could use your vote. So I think yeah. all across the board, yeah. uh, okay. excellent, Count it. excellent choice. <laughs> the next one that maybe, maybe you will be open to that we are advocating for is Pat Benatar. So that was one of these selections. I was pondering her too, because when I was a kid, I was a massive fan, but also thinking about her position as a woman rocker mm -hmm. and not adhering to the gendered stereotypes. Mm -hmm. She was always about the music and in terms of her physical or visual aesthetic, it wasn't really a thing. And maybe it was because of when she emerged, which was the late 70s early 80s especially mm -hmm. when you started seeing the music videos or live performances on tv and for me that was when i was like i don't know 10 11 but i remember she was a huge inspiration for me as a kid now in terms of the music per se that was something with i was a little grayish on because of her discography so how relevant is her discography? On a musical sense, there's a lot of solid material there. But in terms of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and thinking about popularity, where would she fit in this conversation about, you know, how many people know her or what other artists has she influenced? What has she brought to the history of rock and roll in a pop culture way? And that was something that I was thinking about. First of all, does she need my vote? I think we can pretty solidly say she very much could use your vote. Mm -hmm. Especially if you look historically, this is her second nomination and she did not get in two years ago in 2020 when we thought maybe she would have. Because she seems like the type of artist that a, a Rock Hall voter would choose. And so we thought for sure. And then she didn't, which makes us think she just missed the cut. So this time around, no fooling around. <laughs> if you have a vote to give Pat Benatar, I would give it to her. And to your kind of pondering of her influence, I think it can go back to what you already said about you seeing her on screen mm -hmm. and finding that to be inspirational. I think we can apply that to any number of female artists to see a woman kicking ass on those early, especially those early days of MTV. I think the impact of that is likely immeasurable. Yeah, I believe she is too, because she came in a decade prior to the, I always think of Cher, you know, when Cher kind of reinvented herself and she came out with the, the headdresses uh -huh. and the Bob Mackie outfits and and but there was a sexualization and also like she was not only Cheryl was not only selling her music and her vocals, but she was selling an image. Mm -hmm. And what I liked about Pat 
Benatar was that she didn't really seem to have an image. It was really about the music. I think that the industry really wanted her to put herself more front and center. I think, you know, she's a small, attractive woman. And I think that there was very much like a, a pressure. I think that's like why the Love is a Battlefield video has dancing in it, even though she's like, I'm not a dancer. But at the same time, I do think that it's kind of immeasurable how important it is to see a woman rock. I think she's like an incredible rock vocalist as well as like, I really enjoy the music. I think about it all the time. Like if I had grown up seeing more women playing music rather than watching their boyfriends play music, I think that my life would be different. And so, I mean, she was making that happen for me. You know, she was like one of the small sliver, you know, of people notably rocking on television and -hmm. showing other little girls that like that was possible. Where obviously we feel strongly about Pat and think she could definitely use the vote. Okay. Who else is kind of up in your top or in the mix for you? Yeah. So the other one I was struggling with is Fela Kuti. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to ask you guys in terms of the previous conversations you've had, what are people saying about? Because I love him. And I think that, you know, the album that got me interested in fella was the one he did with ginger baker sure Mm -hmm. and so in terms of the sheer musicianship and also the funk just thinking about like that era and what fella cootie was putting out was just it it was so innovative in terms of this replication of african-american like funk and soul i just really admire him as an artist but yeah i still had some reservations so i thought like this is a question i wanted to ask you is like what are people saying about fella Mm -hmm. we're talking to a lot of critic yeah i was gonna say it really that throws our sample size into relief pretty firmly because i would say for the most part our impression would be that it's very unlikely that he's going to get inducted this year. However- Yeah, lack of name recognition in America in particular is going to hurt him. Especially among the voting body at large. Right. On the other hand, though, the kind of, and some of them self-described elitists you know, rock critic types adore him. So we, we've had a number of people who have voted for him. And I wouldn't necessarily discourage a vote from Fella. I agree. Although one of the more practical things, though, when I think about Fella, especially if you feel like your vote could go somewhere else, is that he is the only artist on the ballot where the induction would be posthumous. And if you could give your vote to someone who is alive to appreciate it, that I think is something to way. Yeah, no, I think that's a valid assessment. And I think also just the fact that he is not that well known in America. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I mean, certain like Questlove would would be able to talk wax poetic. But Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of you really have to really search for his music in order to really understand who he was and appreciate it in a North American context. So that is something to definitely consider. Right. And, and, you know, the other thing is like, ironically, an induction into the Rock Hall would be a way to get American audiences to know more about Fela. So, you know, the... Yeah, I was just going to say, I would say that I knew one Fela song before he got nominated. And now I know a lot more about him just through this process. And now I am a very strange sample, but... Yeah, um, no one quite occupies your position of... Uh, reluctant co-host of a rock yeah. hall podcast. But. <laughs> There's, I might be the only one. Um, <laughs> uh, 
But uh, yeah, it is one of those things where, yeah, that is a kind of a double-edged sword of like, you want more people to know about him so that he can get inducted. But the way for more people to know about him is to induct him. <laughs> and, you know. Right. But, you know, talking about inducting artists while they're still alive, that leads me to Dion Warwick. Like, here it comes. Just classic. Yeah. Love Who it. Who is still with us, is in her 80s at this point and has such a strong body of work. And, you know, she's still active and could appreciate this induction. But, you know, we would want to do it soon. You know, in addition to the fact that she has one of the great voices and she has had a long career of huge hits going from, you know, 1962 into the late 80s which I think is a very impressive feat. Yeah, I was looking at the, you know, the, when they have their selected discography and I can trace, you know, my parents had her albums. Sure. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, I, you know, I mean, some of the singles, I was like, oh yeah, I remember listening to that as a wee lad, you know. <laughs> I, I think I agree with you. I, I probably will vote for her, for sure. And I think it's just simply because even with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has done an amazing job, I think, in terms of really acknowledging these legendary African-American women musicians. It's cool now because I wonder if we were in the 60s or 70s, whether they would be, like when they were in their heyday, let's say, how they were being received back then. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think that it's almost important, not simply because she is an older you know, singer, but also simply because she does have all of these hits. Mm -hmm. And while she has been in the public sphere, like, you know, I'm thinking about Whitney Houston and Sissy Houston mm -hmm. and just thinking how even in those times when we were talking about the greatness of their uh, musicality, what happened to Dion? Because Dion was also the foundation there. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. she was just as relevant. And I always seem like she got lost in the mix. Um, one of one group that I will definitely be voting for is Duran Duran. However, I'm a Canadian, so I don't know how the response to Duran Duran was in the States when they first came out. Would you say that a lot of people know who the band is and are like... They are, I would say, right behind Eminem, they are the second most likely to be inducted this year. Right. Okay. Have never been on a ballot before, so it's got the newness effect. And even though I think at the time when they were coming out in the States, they were maybe dismissed a little bit because they were very pretty. Mm -hmm. um, I think over time and through their resilience and the fact that they are still a band and they have continued to put out music since then with some regularity, I think they have just grown in the, uh, in the public I, and even I think the critics have have come around on them mm -hmm. and you know they're still they've still got a rabid fan base they still tour a lot I think the hall would like them to get inducted mm -hmm. and I think they will they're like very very likely one of the things I liked about Duran Duran was listening to them and loving them as a kid and then in my 20s and 30s when they were still putting out music and really understanding what a solid band they're you know yeah. fantastic musicians and I always wondered within that fandom that they had, you know, as teeny boppers, if critics back then were really saying, this is a really good band. This is a really good collection of musicians that are 
maybe doing pop rock music, but they're at the top of their game in terms of really thinking critically about what they're putting together musically. So for that in itself, I think that, yeah, I mean, I'm happy to hear that they will probably be voted in because they are a really good band that I always wondered, because of their prettiness, whether people were focused more on you know, what they looked like and versus, and weren't really thinking about the music that they were producing, which right. I think is really amazing. Yeah, I think that was the case at one point, but people have kind of caught up to it. So I'm not going to vote for them if I know that there's a good chance that they will be voted in without my vote. Yeah, I mean, that's what we would say. But also, like, if you're passionate and you feel like voting for them and you have a vote to spare, I don't, you know, you can certainly go for that. Yeah, because who do you have yeah. right now? You've got Judas Priest. Judas, for sure. And we, we seemed like we were circling Benatar. Do we want want to make that official yeah i think i will make that official we were looking at dion as well so i've got three so far but one thing that i was thinking of too is lionel richie and, and carly simon mm -hmm. so between lionel richie and carly simon that's a hard one i probably would go for lionel richie see i would i would say you would want to go for carly my sense is that she could use it she could a probably use it better. more than lionel okay i mean yeah who knows you know it's it's really up in the air you know lionel was just at the ceremony last year. I think he's fresh in people's minds. I think he is in a good position. Whereas Carly Simon's never been to an induction ceremony before. She is not as visible as, you know, Lionel Richie is on American Idol every week. You know, Carly doesn't make a ton of public appearances, but I know we are advocates for her. It feels mm -hmm. like she got lost. She's kind of a pillar of that era, of the singer-songwriter era, and her contemporaries got in with relative ease, and then mm -hmm. she just got lost and this is nice to see her on the ballot finally getting some recognition and we'd like to see that translate to a, an induction okay i'm gonna vote for her because i just think that she to me she's an iconic artist that should mm -hmm. be totally recognized. so i've got four now mm -hmm. and i really like the idea of voting for beck or the Eurythmics. And the Eurythmics to me is like Duran Duran, mm -hmm. where been around for a long time. Uh, the singles that they have are, you know, iconic. And also, I was also thinking of Annie Lennox's solo work too. Yeah, sure. Um, she has some great singles there too. But what are people saying about the Eurythmics? We've gotten some votes for the Eurythmics already. I think they are, like you said, they've got some iconic singles. I also think both... Annie Lennox and Dave Stewart are well-liked in the industry. I wonder if Duran Duran is going to kind of win out in the new wave battle on the ballot this year. If there's room for more than one new wave, it would be Duran Duran and, and Eurythmics, but I, I don't know. You know, and we are always advocating for more women and Annie Lennox is, is a woman who does need to be in the hall. Yeah, I mean, I prefer voting for Annie versus like Kate Bush is, I feel like an acquired taste, like a fine wine. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> it's not the wine I like to drink. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know yeah. about Kate Bush. You know, I, I guess that would be going into subjective thing. It's also not looking good for Kate. Right. She's, you know, an enigmatic recluse who... <laughs> Doesn't have a ton of name recognition in the States. Yeah, she's... You don't have to feel like... You don't have to worry about her. Yeah, she's... If your one vote would have been what, what could get her on a plane, I don't see that being like. And I like her. Yeah, I mean, I really like Beck. 
because I just feel like, like in terms of the music that he makes, and it's very, always very innovative and always a little quirky and weird, but he's been around for so long. And it's almost, you know, an interesting thing because he's never really fit into one particular box. Mm -hmm. Truly alternative, you might say. (laughs) But I mean, I've heard him, I've seen him live and the musicianship is just off the chain. He's brilliant. But I wanted to ask you guys, what are people saying about Beck? We have had nobody vote for Beck so far. I would say he could wait. He's one of the youngest people on the ballot. I don't think there's a rush to get him in. He will get in. He will get in. Probably very soon. I mean, Mm -hmm. he's just- He's he's good and he should, but- He's still relevant and, you know, has maintained a level of quality, never really fell off. But I would say in comparison to some of these artists who have waited for a very long time and are getting up there in their years, there's no no rush to to get back in and, you know, he'll be fine without your vote. So I think my my last vote will go to the Eurythmics then. I I like that. that. I can support that. I like that. that. I like that a lot. Boy, I would love for your- ballot to just be the the class that would be like incredible. I mean, it's a lot of overlap with who we would vote for if we had a we yeah. had a ballot because officially it's going to be pat benatar eurythmics judas priest carly simon and dion warwick great ballot also like a strategic and corrective ballot that's kind of how we vote <laughs> that's how mm-hmm. we vote when we vote our imaginary ballot so well done what a what a treat yeah i mean i think that it's always great to talk to you guys while doing this because you just make me think about things that if I was doing this alone, I would not be thinking about in terms of where they are positioned now. And also even just thinking about who was on the ballot last year. Mm-hmm. You know, I have memory loss, so I can't remember. <laughs> but so, but it's really great to be reminded of how many times people have been on the ballot and just also what other people are saying too. Mm-hmm. Which is mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. we are happy to help and honored that you would even take yes. us seriously. Exactly. Uh, so. Thank you. No, thank you. This was a pleasure. Yes, thank you. We'll, Always we'll you so later. good to talk to you. Thank you so Bye-bye. much. Have yeah. a great Thank you. You yes. too. You as well. Okay, Kristen, you know what's up. We're going to bring someone else in because that's what that's what we're doing this episode. So uh, this is the first person we're talking to this year that we have never spoken to before. So someone who's brand new to the podcast. Uh, excited to have him. He's a longtime music critic, Stephen Thomas Erlewine. How's it going? Uh, Pretty good. Thanks for having me on the show, Joe. Absolutely. So looking at this ballot this year, yes, you can pick up to five. Have you filled out your ballot? Have you filled out your ballot? Halfway. Halfway. Okay, so you have made marks on it already? Yes. It's a sort of an odd year for me in terms of deciding like who I want to endorse because I, with a lot of the people on the ballot, I can definitely see cases for sometimes just not strong cases. And then there's also whenever it comes to voting, it's you have your own level of personal enthusiasm. And so sometimes it's like, you can see the case, but it's like, but I don't know if I really want to put the check in there myself. Mm -hmm. And so I also find that when the ballot is as lengthy as it is these days, that that's a little bit harder to narrow down your choices Mm -hmm. because 17 is that's a lot of acts to deal with it is and you know potentially we are here to help you today well maybe you can convince me one way or the other yeah um so looking at this ballot this year was there anyone who was standing high above the rest of the acts that you knew they're getting your vote they're getting the yeah well well and i was uh, sort of surprised by this but uh tribe called quest actually 
leapfrog to number one for me, uh, which because they've always been a band that I've liked and respected, but they've never been like my favorite band at a time. But, you know, when you look back at the career and especially with uh, the Reunion Farewell album a couple of years ago, there's a, this really amazing arc. And if you go back, it's music that really captures its time yet is, is still feels sort of futuristic and it has a very distinct voice to it and those are like the things that i really look towards when i want to fill out the ballot you know they need to have a certain vision that seems to withstand throughout the years and that doesn't mean that it's not dated in a way but that's the primary thing for for me and so they were the first uh names that i clicked onto the ballot yeah great that's an excellent choice we endorse so tribe called quest was top of the heap you said you filled out half your ballot, so that leads so, you to so i'm up to th- i'm up to three definites and then the second one that cemented it for me was duran duran and i am friends with uh annie zaletsky who, who just did, <laughs> uh, the, uh, did the rio book and but it's not not uh necessarily like her advocacy for for them that pushed me over the edge but it, they are, are another band whose influence you can see f- through successive generations and they are actually have a much more interesting discussion than you might think initially if you had grown up at the time because I remember I, I was a kid in the early 80s and you know they were slagged off for a long time but it's not just that the hits endure but there are people that have built upon that sound and they also epitomize new wave and I think that the hall still tends to downplay British acts to begin with and also new wave and certain classes of punk and post-punk the next one that I wanted to go for was uh, one of the proto-punk bands so it was uh, between MC5 and New York Dolls. And even though I'm from Michigan, I wound up going for the New York Dolls because I think they have a more substantial impact. And plus, I just really love the records, especially the first two albums. And mm-hmm. I think that it's very difficult to imagine what punk wound up being without the Dolls. Yeah, there. I mean, there's, there's a lot of direct influence there, even if you're just looking at the fact that Malcolm McLaren, when he couldn't do what he wanted to do with the Dolls, just right. kind of pivoted directly to the Sex Pistols, <laughs> exactly. you know? <laughs> yeah, I could not control the dolls. He then helped yeah. manufacture the pistols. That's where I'm at. And then the other two, it's like I'm going back and forth with a lot. Now, I know that if it were up to me and Kristen, we would advocate for, we'll do one at a time. Yeah. The first one is Pat Benatar. Really? Yeah, we think she is a extremely, almost, I mean, the word we were using when we just talked to somebody was kind of inspirational, occupying a space as a woman who kicks ass and rocks in an era where that wasn't super common and has a you know long career from the late 70s to the late 80s of dominance and that to not have her in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame seems like a curious omission given the strong name recognition, the strong singles for you know about a decade and the fact that she is one of the most important women rockers. So how do you feel about Neil Geraldo being inducted alongside her? I think it's stupid. <laughs> it's <laughs> that's, stupid that, but... that's something that I have a hard time yeah, squaring in my mind. In my opinion, you don't, you don't let that taint. You yeah, don't let I'm not this... going to let this man's inclusion <laughs> block her shine. Like, yeah. it's, to mm-hmm. me... I'm not going to let perfect be the enemy of good on this no, with I'm regard d- to like the necessity of her inclusion in the rock mm-hmm. hall. 
like she is one of the most rocking acts on the ballot right now. You can't argue and that she doesn't. You can't say she doesn't like. Well, that's fit. where she came yeah. from. There's not as much straight ahead album rock, especially from the early 80s. And like, I feel like she around 85 for me, like the records dip off. But I see well, her. Well, in pers- the late 80s were a bad time for that type of rock and roll. Because that I was mean, when. Yeah, you see a like, lot of the classic rock artists make a Just turn whether what it's are they doing and Jeep why Trick is it so bad chicago Please. or steve miller or like yeah. you know to stay alive well you know, yeah, in the climate. It's fascinating the ramifications of mtv were really felt by that point mm-hmm. there are definitely se- several uh women on the ballot and they she is she's the most rock out of all of them so yes so I, and I see your point there also strategically i think she could use your vote because she should be the type of artist that the hypothetical rock hall voter would embrace. But we saw that she didn't get in when she was nominated for the first time a few years ago. To us, our evaluation is that she's kind of on the bubble and a vote in her favor would actually do something. Mm -hmm. I would think that you're right. She hasn't really had like a hip comeback the way that Stevie Nicks has certainly been embraced by younger generations. Whereas like, I feel like people younger than Gen X may not know Pat Benatar as much. I see the case from her needing a boost. You know, she's well known. And so she isn't one of the names on the ballot where you see and you go, well, they're a little too much on the obscure side. So yeah, she's not Kate Bush. You know, right. she's a more of a meat and potatoes rock and roll act. And it's like that serves her in some ways. But it also I think some people, us included, maybe thought it was a bit of a foregone conclusion. Like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. Pat Benatar it seems to make sense. She's going to get in. And then to have it not happen. I think was a bit of a like wake up call where we were like, you've really got to get out there and advocate if you want Pat Benatar. All the things we just said is why we would throw our weight behind Pat Benatar. And then the other name that we've been advocating for is Dionne Warwick. Dionne Warwick is uh, one that I'm considering heavily too, because I feel like she's probably the most underappreciated on this list in a way, even though she had enormous hits and just enduring hits. And she was for a while, the best interpreter of uh, Backrack David's material. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Then you sort of forget that a lot of the softer rock uh, that she did around, you know, Heartbreaker and that uh, late seventies, early eighties, that's really good stuff too. But, but it's those, Backrack David stuff. That's two just heartbreakers. That's yeah, you, can, you can put two heartbreakers. Like that. Uh, you can do that. Uh, break yeah, some hearts. Well, uh, and a thing that we often talk about too is like Dusty Springfield is in the hall. Whitney Houston is in the hall. Where do those two things meet? Right. John Warwick. Let's go. I agree with you completely at that at that point. And there's good reasons to vote for her for that. And she's definitely been a strong candidate when I've been thinking it over in the last few days. Do you want to make it number four? Uh, it's quite possible. You no, know, we love to lock it down. We just love <laughs> to lock <laughs> it down. Are you keeping a tally of everything? Yes. And so oh, yeah. hopefully it's it. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Are there anybody on the ballot that you would not want to see in there this year? It's more of who needs your vote and who's the most likely to to benefit from your vote. That yeah, right. I think has been our approach. This ballot this year. Any combination is not, would probably be cool uh, yeah. it, as a final class. It's hard to make like a terrible class out of this ballot. And I think that's why I'm having a hard time narrowing it down. It's like, I definitely see like why Devo should be in, but mm-hmm. I definitely see why uh, Judas Priest should be. In. You know, we, we mentioned Judas Priest, you know, they've struggled on the ballot before, but they might, this might be the ballot where they're facing the least amount of competition. Right, because there's not a whole lot of 
other metal. There's some hard mm-hmm. rock, but there's no mm-hmm. no real metal. But I tend to think that the voting block is not really wired for metal. I think Judas Priest is more likely than I would say if Iron Maiden ever showed up. Agreed. The thing with Judas, you know, especially if we're comparing to Iron Maiden, Judas Priest had and still does have a decent amount of uh, radio airplay in America. Exactly. Whereas Iron Maiden has virtually none. And I think because Judas Priest can get played on the classic rock radio stations and that there's not a ton of straight down the middle classic rock on the ballot this year, this is a decent. I very much agree with that. Yeah. And also heavy metal, just we need to make some strides in that category with the hall. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny that we are out here advocating for, but it's like so funny because it's such a white male genre. And yet Mm -hmm. it's like the only like white male genre that's underrepresented in the hall. Truly and like Like criminally. Truly. Oh, yeah. Ignored. there are certain long-standing resentments from like a certain class of tastemakers and critics and business people that they just never like that. Well, it's also so interesting because I don't know. I feel like heavy metal, it's so guitar driven. It is so obviously rock and roll. Again, we're like in this like genre splitting hairs of blah, blah, blah. But it's the most boneheaded. It is exactly. You know, that's the, I think that's where the disconnect happens. There's also not a lot of swing in the rhythm. So if you have like some people that are wanting to have like a Charlie Watts role or you know, John Bonham has more of a, a swing there and you can see the blues and R&B roots there mm-hmm. whereas there's that doesn't happen in, in metal it's way strict almost militaristic yeah yeah it, it owes a lot to classical weirdly yeah uh, yeah you know um anybody else in the ballot that you're thinking about that you would like our evaluation I guess, on I think you've convinced me with Dion Warwick so excellent let's, 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 let's mark it Let's lock her in, baby. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, if if it were up to us, obviously, we would say Benatar mm-hmm. at the top. And then after that, probably Carly Simon, Judas mm-hmm. Priest. There we go. Would Those be the are three probably the three that contention. would need it and benefit the most. I like your strategic thinking. That's a good way to go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes you have to be, because, like, otherwise, what what can you do? You're just like, oh, I like everybody. What am I supposed to do? No, this, and it's the kind of thing, like, I, I feel that way about voting for critics polls too, is that you're basically advocating and some albums don't need your support at the end of the year. So, so try mm-hmm. to get somebody, uh, mm-hmm. somebody that's not heard as much onto the list. Yeah. Or somebody who would just like be forgotten, even though they were just like a pioneering woman in their time, <laughs> you know, just, I, I just, I just, to, if, and you know, if I was looking at my ballot and being like, how many women did I vote for this year? Oh, just one. Ah, oh, I have this open slot. Like, what could I do with it? I mean, I personally go for Kate Bush then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just someone who will definitely show up at the ceremony and just honestly, I think I got a little more passionate about Pat when we were just talking about her with our last guest. I'm doing my part, I guess you could say, as like a non-balloted member of this conversation. You're advocating. <laughs> well, what I mean, do you do you wanna lock in that fifth one? I'm not locking in the fifth one right now. I need you're to gonna, ruminate. You're going to give it some time. Yeah, but you've pushed me towards the fourth. So. Okay, well, you know, we've we've done our work then. Yes. Exactly. Great. Okay, so you're, so the ballot for Stephen Thomas Erlewine is going to yeah. be Duran Duran, New York Dolls, Tribe Called Quest, Dionne Warwick, and Question, Question Mark. Question Mark. Okay. Sounds good. 
Great. Well, thank you so much for, for talking to us. Hey, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. And once you do lock it in, let Joe know. And just so he can update our stats and I can decide how I feel about you as a person. <laughs> that sounds um. good. <laughs> All right. Well, it was nice talking to you. Nice yes, talking to wonderful. you. Wonderful. Yeah, having thank to you. do it again sometime. Yeah. Yes, take it easy. Please. Bye. Thank bye. You. Kristen, it's, it's yes. time to call up our uh, old friend. We've talked to him many, many times. We always like to talk to him about his ballot and see if we can influence it. I feel like we've done that a few times. At one point, a member of the nominating committee and now a member of our friendship committee, Roy Drake. Hey, Roy. <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks for having me. And I am I to assume you haven't filled out your ballot yet because you're a loyal friend to us? I've got a clean ballot. All blank I've done ballot. Blank ballot, ready to go. I mean, I've got some of my choices in mind, but mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. I, I like this process of, of talking it out with you guys. A couple I'm set on. Okay. And and you probably and you probably know the ones I'm set on. For sure. I mean, I mean we've talked to you about the New York Dolls quite a bit. Yes, uh, yes. You know, you have a personal connection. You worked with their manager Marty Thau. And Correct. yeah, so are we to assume that one's a definite? Absolutely. And choosing the dolls right now, I, I really do have the feeling that this might be the last time that bands like that and, and MC5, who also kind of fall into that category, will be represented. Yeah, it feels like a last gasp. This for is sure. kind of your last chance to vote for them before they get inducted as early influence. And that early influence is kind of like the Veterans Committee in, uh, mm -hmm. in, in baseball. And, and, I, and I think that, you know, the Hall of Fame should keep these kinds of subcommittees going, you know, as these bands quickly go into the rearview mirror and the uh, voting a membership gets younger. I think it's going to be difficult to get bands like this in. I don't have much hope for the dolls this time around. I, I yeah, mean, I don't know about that, <laughs> but yeah. you know, you're trying. Eyes wide open, best. putting your vote right in the trash can. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? It's like no. voting for Ralph Nader back yeah, in the dude, day. I mean, no. Uh, I mean, no, because this won't mean that like the worst band in the world will get inducted. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so the, we can count on on a vote for the dolls from you. Anybody else who was a absolute definite? In the past, I tried to say, well, who's deserving? Mm -hmm. A noble mm -hmm. effort. Who should be in, even though maybe I wasn't particularly the biggest fan, mm -hmm. but I'm going to vote for my fandom, right? Should I disqualify myself because I know Wayne Kramer and I'm a pal of Wayne Kramer's and I, I mean, I know what Wayne Kramer has been through and I, and I would love to see him get this. And particularly the fact, you know, his band is back touring again and, you know, he's sort of, you know, in the spotlight again. What I'm hearing is don't close the lid on the trash can. <laughs> We're voting for the MC5. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, I mean, no, if not. Honestly, if not you, who? That, that's what I was, I, I was just going to say that. I, I mean, us old guys got to kind of hold up for what, you know, was important to us. So now I want to get to an artist that I know is kind of at the top of the list for me and Kristen in terms of our advocacy. And, and one that we think you might. You might. It might might appeal to you. And that's Pat Benatar. Very good. I was leaning towards Pat. I, I believe I've actually voted for Pat in the past. Someone else I've met, someone else I admire, someone else who is definitely a pioneer. 
Um, and we don't have enough women in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. There's no question about mm-hmm. it. Pat is is way deserving, still active. What what are the odds on on her making it? Well, the thing is, kind of famously, last time when she was on the ballot, it looked good, and then she didn't get in. So her case isn't as rock solid as you might assume. Rock which, solid, which is why uh, we think that. She could Even use she solidly rocks. Mm-hmm. Her case is not rock solid. rock solid, but we we do think she could use the votes having seen it not work out in her favor before, but also being someone we assume that the voting body would like and it would appeal to the voters. So we are pushing Pat because we think she's maybe kind of on the bubble could use the votes to get her in. She was definitely under heavy consideration for me. I really, uh, I, I say we I lock would, it down. I say we lock it down, Roy. Uh, <laughs> look at you guys. I say yeah, we lock it down. Yeah. yeah. When you when you look at this ballot, is that the one who you guys feel uh, partisan towards moving forward? We have two that yeah, you know we're we're on the case for. But with with Pat, she just fits the bill, especially yeah. when it comes to and you know, there's a lot of great artists here where people put on their. Uh, genre biases and then that becomes a whole discussion but with pat you don't have to worry about that because there's no argument there honestly as you know there should never be an argument about genre because that's an old boring argument that we never want to get into on this show because it's yes. well trodden i can i can see what you're saying what you're saying is she is rock she is rock unquestionably there's no Dolly Parton issue here as to whether, you know, what her genre is. And yeah, there's nothing. I mean, a similar argument could be made. And, it, it, you know, not that I'm voting for them, but Judas Priest. I mean, how are you going to keep them out of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Sure. I mean, yeah. is yeah. that fair or even? I, I mean, it, it makes no sense that they're on the outside looking yeah, in. They are pioneers. We bring this up a lot. Heavy metal is a very, Under, uh, under- under- very underrepresented. Uh, underrepresented, yeah. of course. I mean, if the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is going to move forward, it's going to have to acknowledge the genres. I I mean, I still come up against the issue. I I mean, is Dionne Warwick a a rock and roll artist? I mean, yes. And you should vote for her. Yes, you should vote for her as well. (laughs) Oh, Um, boy. If we can get that Pat one on the ballot, I'll feel very comfortable moving forward into Dion territory. Let's get Pat and Ink. Look at you guys. You're like lobbyists. Absolutely. What's it going to take to get Benatar on your ballot? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's talk turkey now, okay? You guys have to be the most influential non-voters out there right now. because I do believe that I, might I, be I true. don't think anyone else <laughs> is in the running. Nobody else is even trying to influence the vote. Yeah, it's a position that no one really has gone for. So you got, mm-hmm. it's like way open for you. That's to how it's easy to be the best. Do something <laughs> literally no one else wants to do. You you guys are absolutely the preeminent niche of your art. And so, somehow. Uh, I like Pat. I know Pat and Neil. And uh, I, I have no problem. Look at this. The I'm watching is, this pen. I'm has watching been it. Ink has We're been going. presented. We got number two. We got Pat. Benatar okay. second All right. vote. Love All right, it. Now let's talk about Dion because she did come up. We're looking at one of the artists on the ballot that has been eligible the longest. Her first single was in 1962. She's a long career of incredible songs throughout the decades. And, you know, someone who is still with us, someone who is still active, 
someone who's seen her peers get inducted a long time ago and, and she did not. I, I love Dion and don't get me wrong. I was such a pop fan back in my youth and, and I love all those songs and I, I love her collaboration with David and Bacharach, but I don't know. I, and As I wouldn't someone have, who did just say there needed to be more women in the rock hall. I just, uh, no, I don't see Dion, uh, not for me. Not this year. If I can make one last appeal to your You also guilt. say th- this year also. I'm sorry. I just, I'll, I'll go. This is a woman who's 81. I'm, she's a woman who is 81 years old. You say this year. This is her second time ever nominated, ever. So she was nominated when she was 80 years old. And then when she's 81 years old. And you're like, she can wait. She can wait. Uh, that seems. <laughs> and if we're, if we're still you know, playing on yeah, your guilt I, here. If we're playing I, on your guilt here, Roy. Also, this is the only black woman on the ballot. Full stop. I don't know if you if you noticed that, but that's the that's the truth. Well, I I mean, listen, this is not a purely objective judgment on someone's career and whether they're worthy or not. This is just my, I you know, I'm a okay. niche I'm a niche performer like you guys are, and, and I I got to go with the stuff that influenced me ultimately. That makes your heart sing. Let me ask you. Uh, do you guys each have your individual five choices? Yeah, they're pretty similar. And Pat and Dion are at the top. And then yeah. after that, I think maybe for both of us, it's a Tribe called Quest. For sure. Interesting. We are about steering the hall in the direction of correction and where we believe that things are needed the most. Our ballot that we dream up is who are the people that we would be the most excited to see be included in this institution that does the obvious thing so often and to see that there are options, there are other choices that could be made to steer this institution in the direction of our dreams. Yeah, a tribe called Quest certainly deserving. And yeah, it, it feels a little weird because my other slam dunk this year, as someone who I consider the, the greatest rapper in, in who history. Who doesn't need your vote, who absolutely does not need your vote, Eminem's who will getting be in. getting in without your vote. This is the thing. It's not that we don't think Eminem should get in. We do. But it we is. Just know there's a does, lot of support does for Eminem. Eminem need already. your vote? He doesn't need it. He doesn't. That's why need you're it. consulting with uh, a strategy experts. All right. So I got two here. I got Benatar and New York Dolls. Mm-hmm. I, I am. Uh, I'm going to go with Devo. I'm fine with that, especially because yep. I took your Devo vote away last yeah. year. So I owe it to you yeah. to vote for. We a like band Devo. That we love. I'd love to see them get in. It's unlikely this year, but if you feel good voting for Devo, then vote for Devo. Like Absolutely. it's good. It's good to vote for Devo. Voting for Devo is like voting for Ralph Nader, though, isn't it? It ain't going to happen. Yeah, I mean, but I think your but heart I don't is. Care. I, I, yeah. I think if it feels good, do it for that one. There's I'm just the pen. like, Pen's yep, coming back. Pen, vote number Devo's- three. Whip it. Whip it good. <laughs> He's whipping that pen Whip onto it. the ballot. He's, it's, He's exercising uh, his freedom of choice. Freedom of choice, exactly. There freedom it goes. Freedom of choice. Oh, my God. Okay, so third choice on the ballot. We're three down. We're three we down. two yeah. more. I, I mean, you make a good case on Eminem. I, I mean, he <laughs> I, I mean, he doesn't really need me. He does not. He does not need Absolutely your vote. Not. Yeah, no, he's getting in. The voting could close on Eminem right now, and he probably he would, would still, still probably get in. He does not need my vote, but you know who does? 
and that's Brother Wayne. Yeah, all right. Uh, you have a personal you, connection, you and have like a personal that's, connection. You want it? That's fine. We're not going to be able to talk you out of it. And we it believe we, it's going to be yeah. funny when he gets in in a side category this year, and your vote truly will have been wasted. But if you feel like you got to do it, what do you think he gets in on a, an early influence? Yes, uh, that's our prediction, especially since this is the sixth nomination for MC Five. They're establishing that as maybe the magic number because LL Cool J and Kraftwerk both hit six. Did, and did they do that? This year? I think so. That would be my prediction. Wouldn't it be cool for Detroit to see Eminem and MC5 both inducted in one year? That would be and great. And I, and I think it's they happening. Really might. Uh, but I, I'm going to... You got to do MC5. You got to do what you got to do. I'm going gonna, gonna to kick out the jams, MF. Okay, <laughs> here we go. I've already got four votes that probably none of them are getting in. Pat probably has the best shot. Yeah, I think you've you've hit her with her best shot. Um, I think, yeah, I think she's got the best shot of all the ones that you have voted for thus far. I'm, I'm listening to your arguments and I'm almost buying the Tribe Cold Quest argument. They were certainly influential and we've got to start getting these hip hop groups in for sure. This is their first nomination and there are so many repeat nominations on the ballot this year that sometimes the newness factor is enough to put a bit of a groundswell and they're just like an important and influential group. Yeah. You can't act like there's not the discography there. They put out classic after classic. They were good. They were interesting. They were doing things that was ahead of its time. Also, and recently when we've been inducting hip hop artists, it's been one person. In th- yep. this case, you you get in four, three of them still alive. Yeah. And they would put on a hell of a show. I'm inclined to do that just because if you look at historically and the influence i think hip-hop has certainly been more influential than say mtv bands in the long and, run in the yeah. long run and in yeah. in our current with what's now as well and i will also say that if you're having a hard time not voting for eminem voting for tribe is the thing to do because right. you are actually a great pivot. it's a great, great pivot. pivot and you're helping Hip hop, you're help. You're actually helping Eminem by voting for Tribe, in my opinion. In a, in a way, because then in people don't get mad at Eminem yes. getting in and not Tribe if they both yes. get in. I love a vote for Tribe. It, it makes mm-hmm. me very happy. And I think my final question to Roy is, can you kick it? <laughs> <laughs> you know I can. Yes, he can. Uh, you know I can. Uh, I say I'm, we do I'm, it. I say we do it. Come on, Roy. <gasps> Let's, Let's see take it. a look at that. Yep, yes. there it is. Yes, yes, Roy, yes. Oh my gosh. Good. So in review, wow. Roy Traken's ballot is Pat Benatar, Devo, MZ5, New York Dolls, and at long last, A Tribe Called Quest. I feel good about it. I you feel should. very I feel good, good about, about it. it. You should. This was also, what, as always, a fun journey to go on. Roy, you keep yes. us guessing. You Keep you, us entertained. <laughs> keep us entertained. It is such a dream and such a dream. All right, Roy. I, thank, I, you, yes, thank you. Thank you so you. much for doing this with us. Have a great one, guys. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so much, Roy. Much. Take care. All My right. pleasure. Bye-bye. Thank bye. you. Okay, Kristen, time to call up someone new. And truly someone new, because this is someone who we have never talked to before. And it's new in the sense that we are going to talk to someone, I believe for the very first time, who is actively on the board for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And, you know, access keeps getting better. (laughs) When we've talked to many people who have 
been on the nominating committee and have, are currently in the nominating committee, but this is different. This is a, a separate entity, as we've talked about. To us, it's a little mysterious because we've never talked to anybody from the board. And mm-hmm. I will, I will I say that underlining the word board, but let's bring him in here. Alec Whiteman. Hey, Alec. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. And, and I'll, I'll confuse you even more before we're done, because the truth is there are two boards. Actually, there are three. Oh my God. So point, oh my gosh. In the course of this discussion, you, you want the corporate uh, family tree. Uh, I can probably do that in about 30 seconds as well. <laughs> well, let's, for wow. our listeners, let's kind of, uh, one, you can kind of briefly describe who you are and maybe why you're on the board you're on. That would be, I think, a good place to start. Well, I'm a corporate lawyer in Columbus, Ohio, with a passion for music. I've promoted national act singer-songwriter shows in Columbus uh, through an entity known as Zeppelin Productions since 1995. At the height of my career, uh, law firm management, client work, uh, so busy I couldn't see straight, I was still promoting six, eight, ten shows a year with the objective of trying not to lose too much money. And uh, in in, in 2004, I became the co-executive partner of Baker Hostetler, big national law firm with its uh, heritage office in Cleveland. And when the folks at the Rock Hall heard about me and the fact that I was promoting these shows in Columbus, they uh, asked if I wanted to come on the board. And I did. And uh, again, just to confuse things a little, there are actually (laughs) three entities. There's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Foundation. Mm -hmm. It holds intellectual property rights, but that's the entity that also also conducts the inductions. And, and it was formed in 82 with the idea of a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, although initially as a television event, as you may know. Mm-hmm. Nine closed doors at the Waldorf Black Tie. Late, late 80s, uh, there was the vision of a, a physical facility, a, a true Hall of Fame. Uh, and there's a <laughs> separate entity called Cleveland Rock and Roll Inc., which for all intents and purposes owns and operates the building in Cleveland. And it does so pursuant to a somewhat convoluted management and licensing agreement with the foundation. And actually, there's a third entity composed of members of both of those organizations that that sits in the middle. So I went on the board of Cleveland Rock and Roll Inc. in 2004 and uh, took it seriously, ended up chairing the board from 2013 to 16. And prior to 2013, there had never been anybody from the Cleveland board on the foundation board as well. And in 2013, three of us from the Cleveland board went on the foundation board and I continue to serve there. So the truth is I'm on both. Yeah, you're straddling both worlds and you have a ballot. I do have a ballot. I have a ballot because of my membership on the foundation board. At least I think that's why I have a ballot. Yeah, I would guess so. Yeah. Are we to assume that probably everybody on the board has a ballot? I would imagine so. I'm sure everyone on the foundation board has a ballot. So everyone on the foundation board would have a ballot, but everyone on the like building board or like the The museum, the museum board would not necessarily. Well, they they would not uh, in the ordinary course. Now, having said that, a little bit like the fan vote, uh, everybody on the Cleveland board, the b- building board, has an they opportunity. Share one ballot. Yes. <laughs> wow. So, this is insane. <laughs> so 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 it, it's fun. Everybody gets gets a vote, and and the folks in Cleveland make sure that we get updates from time to time as to how our group is voting. It, it counts as one ballot towards the induction. That is way more weighted than the fan vote ballot, but that's still a raw deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I say let everybody on the museum let board have a vote, vote as well. Yeah. But you've got a ballot uh, on an individual basis that counts for 
you specifically. So I want to talk about that. And I want to talk about looking at this list of nominees. Was there anybody who was above the pack? You knew I'm definitely voting for this artist. It's a gimme. You know, I, I'm not sure that's the case. And I, I'm actually looking for a little bit of input from you, like, like I am from, from my kids and, and others as well. Love to hear that. I'm a music fan, but you know, I'm also 71 years old and I grew up in the 60s, uh, you know, probably up until 1975. I know everything there is to know about rock and roll. Mm-hmm. We, we all may have a difference of opinion on this. I joke sometimes that the 1980s is the decade that drove me to country music. Oh, wow. <laughs> Well, having heard that and where your tastes may lie, one artist that we would advocate for, which is someone who I would say would squarely be in your era, would be Dionne Warwick. I made my list uh, sitting here uh, to get ready for our Zoom call. And, uh, you know, I put Dolly and Carly Simon and and Dionne Warwick and Lionel Richie together. They're all a little bit different, but those are the four I kind of know, you know? (laughs) Sure, yeah. And I don't disagree with you on Dionne Warwick. I would imagine you would be very familiar with her body of work. We kind of believe everybody on this list you can make a case for especially if you're talking about the musical output and the influence or whatever and so sometimes what you have to also look at is okay you're voting for an artist that you think musically is great but then what else could your vote accomplish and then you look at things that the hall needs to deal with specifically the issue with lack of women for example, Mm -hmm. or that, you know, most of the artists in any given year are white men. And if they are a woman of color, for example, oftentimes it's posthumous. We've seen that a lot as well. We've seen that a lot. So when you see someone like Dionne Warwick and you know that she's alive and well and active and would most likely participate in addition to all the other merits that At this point, you don't even need to really, you know, long career, great hits, beautiful interpreter, smooth, silky voice, influential to a lot of the singers and interpreters who came after her. We think Dionne Warwick, especially given that she did not get in last year, is a good artist to throw your weight behind. I'm not sure we even needed to do this show because it sounds like we dress rehearsed and you well know we did not. (laughs) I, I wrote I wrote two columns on my legal pad in anticipation of the call, and one was the artist. And then on the right hand side, I wrote you know the criteria, the thoughts that were mm-hmm. going through my mind as I considered these. And what I wrote down: great music, influence, diversity, gender, racial. It, you know that's a factor in all of this. And then candidly, being on the foundation board and uh, as well as as the Cleveland board, it's important we have a great show. That's kind of the things I have in mind as I think through uh, who to vote for. Mm -hmm. Alec, we have very big smiles on our face because it really brings us joy. I know, especially Joe, but it also brings me a lot of joy to hear someone be very thoughtful in their choices. Like we really come up against a lot of subjectivity and people who try to bring an objective voice or like thought to why and a strategy as well. We're very strategic in our thinking of who needs your vote. How can your ballot best help this be a better haul? Because there are people who are going to get in that don't need your vote. And then there are the people who you can really give a boost to. And it's very interesting. I I do like to hear that you made a little column. I mean, that's really Mm -hmm. speaking to Joe's heart. So, yeah, I mean, Dion is one that we advocate strongly for. And listen, if you feel so inclined to make an X on Dion right now, you may. (laughs) But I also understand if you if you want to push that to the end of the advocacy round. Yes. But Dion is... 
one that we go for and also one that I think you would go for. Now, listen, I know you have your issues about the 80s, but the next artist and one of the top artists that we advocate for, who we believe strongly deserves to be in the hall, Pat Benatar. Yeah, I hear you. She, you know, she covers the bases on the things that we're thinking about here. Mm-hmm. And I probably won't fill out a ballot today while we're here, but your input will be helpful. My big pitch for her is always just that she rocks just flatly and fully yeah. and across the board. It, it has such an impact and influence and it is so meaningful, especially for you know people who grew up in the 80s. She's a bubble artist as well. She is someone who we believe has a shot, especially that her lane is a little more clear this year. There are very few acts that occupy that same genre that she's in Mm -hmm. this year, which is helpful for kind of more rock purists, like rockist type people. So she has like a better shot, but there are a lot of bigger names in some ways in other subgenres that might overshadow her. And so she's someone who a vote for her is going to, again, boost her into the stratosphere of she could be the fifth, sixth person to get in. She could be that act. She like, needs the help. She needs she the help. Get. Yep. Good sales pitch. Those are our passion projects. All right, I got them. And, you know, talking about who needs the votes on the other side, you know, there are artists that we believe super deserving, do mm-hmm. not need the votes. Eminem is going to be fine. Eminem is going to get in if you're thinking about voting for him. You kind of don't need to because he does. He's someone yeah, who does not need your vote. He you doesn't know, need we it. We feel that pretty strongly. And we're, we're starting to feel that about Duran Duran as well. A very popular band. Although I have a feeling that wasn't on Alex. I mean, I mean one of the most 80s bands. Most, on, after hearing about how the yeah. 80s sent him down the dial to a different uh, radio genre makes me think Duran Duran might not be the, <laughs> uh, <laughs> in contention for one of his yeah. precious five votes. Maybe not. I'm thinking about the ones that he said were the ones that jumped out to him of like the artists I know, the artists I would be most considering. And he had mentioned Carly Simon, which is someone who I think squarely sits in that singer songwriter category, someone who you have advocated for that type of music before. And also someone who could, we thought she was going to be really causing more of a stir. Like she seems solidly likely to get in, but it's not that she doesn't need the votes. There's another person seems like she was missed in this whole process probably should have been uh, a decade or two ago. Never been nominated until right now, you know, and you've got so many of her peers have been in for decades and now she's just getting her first nomination, which is helpful. The newness factor helps Mm -hmm. her. Yeah. So Dion and, and Carly might fit in the era that you prefer. Pat is a little bit outside that, but I think you can kind of see the importance and impact that she had. And then I know you, you say 70s. I mean, they, they definitely straddled into the 80s, but I'm, I'm looking at a band like Judas Priest, which is another group that we're advocating for who has not done well on the ballot in the past, but we feel like their odds might be a little bit better this year. You know, I, I was never a heavy metal guy. The music uh, didn't uh, speak to or for me. And uh, so, you know, the mind needs to be open. I don't really know the music that well. It wasn't a genre I, I followed, but uh, they obviously have a big following. There've been people clamoring for their induction for years. And if you talk about influence and you talk about underrepresentation in the hall, you know, heavy metal, it's a slow, slow trickle. Joe and I are not heavy metal fans 
really nope. at all. Like this is no, objectivity. I, I do through. not. It, it is very. Is I never expected us to be in a position where we have advocated so much for Judas Priest, but like it's because know, right? this year they could get in. I mean, which is also why we advocate strongly for a tribe called Quest. You know, yes. there is an act that could use the vote. They yeah. also are new to the ballot, so that's exciting. We're seeing a lot of people voting for them, more than I would have expected, which makes me think throwing your weight behind that group, which is an extraordinary group that put out a lot of great music and paved the way for many, many artists in their genre after them, that's a good place to put your vote. And this this is a band that, again, talking to my kids uh, and others mm-hmm. within the, in the mm-hmm. business about influence, this is the real deal. So, Oh, yeah. I get excited when I think about them getting inducted. That would be the thing I would probably be the, granted, I've been advocating for Pat Benatar for about four years now, but like, and I would love to see her inducted, but if Tribe gets in, I think that would be the most excited I've ever been. Alec, could we potentially get you to lock in some votes? Is that possible on this call here today? I, I don't think so. And I'm going to tell you in part, it's because you've caused me to, to think a little bit. <laughs> <clears throat> so, you know, when, when I made my list this morning, uh, you know, I've got a, a tribe called Quest down the list a little bit. And the combination of what you've had to say and my kids, when I was running this by them a couple of days ago, I think I need to revisit that. Glad to hear that. They, Love to hear that. Good. A great pitch for Pat Benatar. Probably need to make sure I've got room for her in this as well. But the truth is, I'm going to think about it a little bit more. I've thoroughly enjoyed this. Thanks for reaching out this Yeah, I'm glad uh, we got to make this happen. And maybe someday in the future, we will do an episode where we bore you with tedious questions about the minutia of the board. (laughs) (laughs) Well, within limits, I'll be pleased to answer them. (laughs) Of course, of course. Well... Alec, thank you for for talking to us. Thank you. Thank you, Alec. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, so that was Alec Whiteman. That concludes the folks we're talking to this episode. In review, we talked to Rob Tannenbaum, Lena Dawes, Stephen Thomas Erlewine, and Roy Traken as well. Sadly, Alec didn't give us anything. I know. Uh, You know what, though? I've got a good feeling. I've got a good feeling for Pat on that one. I think Dion and Pat are can count on Alec's vote. I have a good feeling. Yeah, yeah. I bet it is Carly, too. I think Carly is probably getting one from him. And I also really think that we made some headway on Tribe. So to me... We did the Lord's I'm work. not worried about any of his votes other than maybe he'll just throw a vote to Dolly, which would be just a wild card. But I don't think you do I that. He's, he's involved he's in the process. Chaos. Exactly. No. All right. So I'll update us on our tallies with the most votes, according to our count at this point, seven votes for Dionne Warwick. She's in the lead. Whoa. Uh, we've, wow. <laughs> we've also got five votes for the dolls, but that's, you know, those are the people we talk to. To be expected. It's funny that I could be excited about the Dion votes and then I'm just like, oh yeah, the dolls, whatever. <laughs> like that I think one one means something and one doesn't mean something. Nothing means anything. It's the hall and also it's 2022. So really. Four votes for Tribe, four yeah. votes for Fella, mm-hmm. three votes for Benatar, three votes for Devo, three votes for Duran Duran, three votes for the Eurythmics, three for Judas Priest. Three for the MC5. Eminem's got two votes. Kate Bush has one. Dolly Parton has one. Carly Simon has one. We have not talked to anybody who has voted for Beck. We have not talked to anybody who's voted for Rage or Lionel Richie. 
And yet that doesn't mean that anything. they won't get in. <laughs> exactly. Doesn't mean anything. So that's where the votes stand. And uh, we're going to do at least one more of these potentially too. Oh, wow. um, and we're going to really get a nice sample size and maybe it will mean something. But at the end of the day, we're basically like one ballot shared among everyone in the office at the museum. Correct. All right. And our listeners know they can follow us at Rock Call Pod on Twitter and Instagram. RockCallPod at gmail.com is the email. Uh, if you want Kristen to see that, you need to designate that somewhere in your message. Otherwise, I'm not going to forward it. She doesn't want to read it. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Rate review us. Five stars only, though. Anything hmm. less would make us cry. Mm-mm. non-stop for days so don't do that Please. i'll record a whole episode where we're just crying you know no. that that will ruin that will ruin the whole listening experience uh thank you to mike lloyd for the logo thank you to Yusuke kim for the music and thank you to pantheon podcasts for hosting us i'm joe Pozzolo. i'm Kristen stuttered and who cares about the rock hall It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.